happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black Fat Femme. I am your host, John, also known as Dr. John Paul. And girl, let me tell you something. God has blessed me this week. So bust it. Remember last week I talked about how I was needing Bojangles in my life. Yes. So I had to go to New York this week for something. And baby, my connection was in Atlanta. Oh, oh. And I was really upset because I flew in to the B gate and I was like, oh damn, I gotta walk all the way to the T gate to get to my connection. Damn, I was on Delta. So I'm I'm busting it, walking down all of a second. And, and mind you, I had left really early. So I was like really super <laughs> duper hungry. But boom, as I come around that little T-gate area, there was a Bojangles, <gasps> bright as ever, just ready for me. No. They had fresh chicken and everything, baby. I'm not going <laughs> to hold you. The biscuit and the chicken was exactly what I needed to get through this hellish week. Fresh, just joy. My ancestors, they were singing when I was eating. I just, I, I literally, I, I literally have to tell our listeners because I got people being like, what is, people messaged me and said, what is the difference between Popeyes and Bojangles? And I'm, my thing is, is if you are not from the South, you have to know that Bojangles is better than all of them combined. Okay. 
But I just want to say, how are you doing this week, I'm girl? I'm screaming. First of all, the difference is that Ying Yang Twins mentioned Bojangles in their song, okay? <laughs> KFC or Popeyes does not include ne- anywhere, Correct. okay? Correct. So jigga jigga like a bitch Bojangles. And look yes, at yes. you, bitch, manifesting. Manifestation you just talking about last week. I cannot believe. Won't he, she, Baby. they, we all do it, though. Oh, Won't he do God. it? Won't he will? I had an hour <laughs> delay. I sat down in that corner so quick with that yellow box. Girl, I was ready. When I saw Pre-paid. you, <laughs> when, 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 I, when I saw you put this show notes, I said, oh, this bitch had the time of their fucking life. <laughs> In the Bojangles, yes, I live. Oh my god, you better know. You better know. Hey, fam. Hey, it is Joe your other co host. I am on who I am just I'm taking in the the Bojangles of a doll, and now I'm like, I need to give me some too. Uh, besides that, how am I doing today? I am on day 90 or 97 or 123, who's counting, of listening to, to, to at least one song from Renaissance at least once a day. I truly yes. do not tire of these songs, Sean. I have never in my life lived for a girl like this. I am rooting for you, Beyonce. <laughs> I am always rooting for you. I live. <laughs> I know we. I know y'all are probably tired of me cackling in your ear, but I also too. I was getting off the plane yesterday, and I was like, I am the only one. Yes. I am one of one. Okay. Like I just literally every day, I'm randomly like, today it was no. Like yes. everything for me, I just kept screaming no. Okay. Like the way Beyonce screams it. So yes, I, I truly live. get it. Can I just say, I truly get I, it. I, so when the album first came out, I was not in love with I'm that girl, but for some, but I have been for the past few months now and every time i go every time i go on the plane all i can think of these motherfuckers ain't stopping me these motherfuckers ain't stopping me they They not stopping me why they let me outside beyonce why they let me outside it's the truth Mm. it is because it is a gospel (laughs) literally renaissance is the bible yes i yes (laughs) i'm gonna start telling people to turn to heated section one yes! of one so we can talk yes! about the frustration Beyonce was giving in that song one of one. Yes, yes. yes 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 well with that being said I know that y'all are probably like when are y'all just gonna do a whole Beyonce episode bitch it's coming it will come down when Beyonce is on but, the on the show we'll do it hello. okay <laughs> ain't that it but this week we definitely have a special guest so I just want to say this I have been watching and I have been like literally rooting this person on from afar we last month had the chance to actually connect. I've heard so much about this person. We had a chance to connect last month. Um, I don't know if any of you caught it or if any of you know, but we did a glad hangout with them. And it was truly, honestly, like me and Joho have been doing a lot of interviews for this show and not all of them are great. But this interview interview specifically was truly a blast. It is so so much that I've gone back recently to rewatch it because it was such a good time. So true. Um, And so we reached out and said, we need to have them on the show. Founder of Neon by Glad. We are happy to have the one and only Major with us on the Black Fat Fam podcast. How are you doing, Major? Oh, what a warm welcome. Thank you so much. Um, We're happy to have you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you all for inviting me. It really means a lot. Um, I'm doing great. I am super, I'm just in a a place of just like gratitude. Like I'm just so thankful for Mm -hmm. life and like the opportunities and the fact that I get to 
live in a space where I can just live out my my wildest dreams. So I'm just yeah. in a space of gratitude. So that's where I'm at today. How are y'all? I'm- Love that. Ooh, Love that. Doing so good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Major. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because we're going to keep it moving in the best way like we always do and get into our I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Still here. <laughs> and I get into some gratitude and joy. So for today's question, Major, I'd love to get real with y'all. Existing in the media and entertainment spotlight is exhausting. Girl. I want to find out <laughs> what brings you joy about being in this industry. For mm-hmm. me, nothing feels more affirming than when I put on than when I put something out and folks share with me how much they resonate with it. Not in the sense yeah. of like, oh, look at me posting content, look at me being that girl, but me sharing something meaningful to me and then the others find meaning in it as well. Like, what a great opportunity to be seen in the ways that you want to be seen. So that's what I find joy about being in this industry. Mm. Major, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna toss it to you first, and then we'll toss it to John. Okay, um, that's a great question. I think for me. I'm just so thankful that I get to be in community with such brilliant people. Mm. Um, I really do mean that. Like, I'm so amazed by the conversations that I get to have, the people that I get to meet, um, the places I get to travel to. Like, mm. the being in community just means so much to me. And I just, like I said, like, this creative community, this ecosystem of creatives that we're all participating in, right? Like. Yeah. It just makes me, it just, it it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like I'm working towards something. It makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's just, that's what it is for me. That's what it is for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Was, that is what it is for me. Yeah. I'm gonna put that's that on the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what, what it is, is for me, girl. That's what no, it is for me. I think the same. You know, I, I don't. I, I hate piggybacking, but I think the thing that is so important for me to to, to reiterate is I think having us be kind of the face i think for me when you ask what brings me joy about being the industry we are giving so many black even brown folks i've had brown folks Mm. reach out to me and say you know brown fat individuals say thank you for allowing me to feel like i can love every element of who i am in a world that that won't i think being faces of the industry whether it be directly in terms of like film or television or movies or whatever we're doing right we we are giving people the audacity i think that's the word that i've been using a lot this week we are giving people the audacity to really like and love Mm. themselves in a way that the world doesn't allow them to specifically knowing media doesn't ever really want to show us in a very happy way right so i think knowing that there's podcasts folks can go to knowing that you know for you obviously neon by glad right knowing that glad is making space for black queer black fat femme creators to to honestly show up authentically it's just a beautiful thing i think that's the thing that i love truly about being in the industry is that i am now carving out a space and i'm 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 in community with other people who are also working to carve out spaces where people can be and manifest themselves as authentically as possible and it's just really a beautiful thing Mm. yeah i love that yeah it's just just overwhelming sometimes in a good way yeah Um, yeah because when you think about it you're just like just when you think you're alone or you're mm-hmm. experiencing something that's so unique to you and you look to your left or to your right and you're like, oh, you, 
You too. You too. Yes, yes, yes. We see each other. Mm -hmm. We see Mm -hmm. each other. Yes. And I just just love those moments. I really do cherish those moments. And those those moments bring me so much joy to continue at Mm. this, to continue to participate in this industry. It just Mm -hmm. brings me, that's what brings me. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really truly is beautiful. Um, and 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 again, we are every week. I always like to say. I know uh, people are probably tired of me he- hearing me say thank you. I think the biggest thing to say is we're thankful to the folks who genuinely are speaking of us and upholding us in rooms that we often aren't in, mm-hmm. right? Oftentimes our names and our brands are superseding us in so many different ways. And we're going to get into that in just a second. We're going to talk more about the whole branding, the whole brand conversation and what it means to be in this. And so when we come back from our break, we're going to get in, we're going to talk a little bit about it because it is heavy. There is an element of it, which is really amazing and it's beautiful, but it can be quite heavy. Um, but yeah, we're going to have more conversation with Major and their journey and And um, yeah, we'll get into it in just a sec. More in a minute. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six x visit tomboyx.com hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one we told you about the murder of gail katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend bob at one point a woman's torso washed up on staten island and was misidentified as gail She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. So we are back from the break. And I figured we are all content aspiring creators in some capacity. Mm. And we have seen some things. We've heard some things. Not things. <laughs> things. Some things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have seen some things and we have heard some things. Um, and we've even had to cuss a, a few people out to get our checks here in on time, <laughs> okay. too, I am sure. Um, and so with that being said, for this week's category, it is we're going to talk with major honestly kind of this this real conversation with you know three basically three sisters talking about the highs and the lows of being a black fat fam content creator and what we all have learned in the process of trying to build a brand in a space that often really truly isn't built for us mm. um so i wanted to quickly say i know for myself right before we actually did the show with major um, there were some, there was actually some things in the works in terms of some brand deals for me. And, and thinking about this, right, uh, when they first hit me, the one thing that they had mentioned that really kind of shook me, and, and it, I, I've said this to people in different iterations, and sometimes people don't believe me, but it, it's, it has truly happened to me. And I've heard it in so many different iterations that there are a lot of 
spaces and places and brands that will say, we don't know what to do with you, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what Mm -hmm. to do with your demographics. We don't know how to market you. We don't know how to work with you. And this sometimes can speak to us or or signal to us that what we're doing is not the right thing. Mm. And so this is in a lot of ways maybe more intentional about the things that I will say and what I will do. Um, but wanting to note that the industry is often trying to place us in specific spots, either they want to just lump us into Black History Month or lump us into Pride Month and kind of just walk away for it. Mm. And so I wanted to start with you, Major, right? I wanted you to talk to us a little bit about your journey to becoming a content creator and maybe some of the important things that you learned specifically in moments where you might have felt like you weren't finding success because you weren't doing what everybody else was doing. Mm. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? And then I know, Joho, you have a few questions you wanted to ask as well. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a... Okay, we're going to get into it now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, you know, I I think uh, with my specific journey, um, I have to even evaluate it even before becoming a content creator, then becoming a producer, then becoming a director, then becoming a filmmaker. Like, we got to start all the way back. And um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I started in the industry as a dancer. I was a professional dancer. Mm, Yeah. I I toured the world with... Ailey 2, which is the second um, company to the Alvin and American Dance Theater. Okay. Yes. So my love for content creation started on tour, actually. Mm -hmm. So what I, this was, now mind you, I maybe dated myself, but (laughs) this is when, this is when the internet, and I didn't say internet, I said internet. Internet, yeah, internet. This is when the internet was fun, you know. Right, But, you know, at that time, uh, capitalism hadn't touched uh, Instagram and other and Facebook in the way that it that we know it to be now, right? Right, right. Um, so it st- really started there. I would just on iMovie Child. Oh, iMovie! Come on, come on! iMovie Child. Yes. Don't shade iMovie because I still use it. I still <laughs> use iMovie I'm Girl. Shade. I'm not gonna shade um, iMovie. Um, but it really started as a way for me to just kind of document what we were going through mm-hmm. um, uh, on tour. You know, it also, I felt at the time on tour, I felt very uh, physically disconnected from everything that had always given me such mm-hmm. inspiration, you know, my mm-hmm. friends and family and stuff like that. So I really used documentation in that way as a way to show them and, 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 and immerse them in, in these new experiences that I was having on tour. Yeah. So that's where it really, really, really started. And then, so I was really, really naive to the business aspect mm. of, mm-hmm. of content creation and then producing and directing and all that stuff. Like I was just having fun, child. It was like a kid on the playground. I was just having fun. <laughs> this was not something that I, you know, I knew that I had an interest in it and I knew I had seen examples of people make it into a career. I had seen all that, but the nuances of the business, I had just not, I, I just did not, you know. So I say that all to say, I started off just making content with my friends. Mm. A lot of my friends were working in the industry. Um, I had expressed to them that I had an interest in content creation. At that time, I was, you know, considering myself just a content creator. I had expressed to them and they were like, okay, cool. So um, and at that time, still, it's still fun. It's not, it's not what it is, what I do now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, a shout out to my tribe. I, they vouched for me and put me in rooms where I was, mm-hmm. I don't think I was ready, child. I was not ready for that. I don't you think know? we ever are. No, we're never ready. Uh, right. 
you know, and so, and not only that, they invested in preparing me for the rooms that they were ushering me into, mm, you know? Yeah. And so I have to just really always just say thank you so much to my tribe and they know who they are. Um, but <laughs> that was, that was like the beginning. And then from there, I was able to work with, um, uh, no, quite a few big platforms and creating content with them. And then I started learning how to become a producer. I started even acting at that time. So I was so interested in what the DP was doing, what wardrobe was doing, all of these things. And it just kind of blew my mind. So from there, I just learned on the, on, you know, I learned from experience and I also enrolled in the University of YouTube, you know. Yeah. Shout out to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. yes. I, I learned how to edit, I learned how to do all of that stuff, um, really, you know, uh, just on the job, really. I was just, you know, there was, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So the, you know, and then you learn the business, right? Then right. comes the business part. And you're in these rooms, you are affiliated with people who are in those rooms. And now the expe the expectancy is different. It's, mm. it's you know, it's different because now money's attached to it. Now right. we have to. Now we have to consider. Now we have to consider metrics. Now we have to consider all of these things, and that was a big learning curve for me. Yeah. Because once again, how I started was just filming random things on tour. These. This was an opportunity for me to connect. Right. I'm all you like, weren't having to craft a story. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what they want. They want you to craft mm -hmm. a narrative. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like. It's so when I learned the business part of it, and you know, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. You know, I, I I love information, but when you are in pursuit of a dream, listen, I have to put that on the like, I love, I love information. information. <laughs> but when you are in the pursuit of something new, you're gonna get a lot of information. Mm. Some of it is some of it is valuable. Some of it maybe not. Some some of it in the middle, and then some of it you. You you're like oh that's what that person meant years right. later right mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh huh you know so like I think for me as I think that I became very bombarded with all this information and because of my dance background and 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 quite often as a dancer you're in the pursuit of perfection mm -hmm. right you're mm -hmm. in pursuit of being mm -hmm. I mean you're literally in spandex looking at yourself in the mirror for eight hours a day mm -hmm. it's all, right. and so I think that. I was bringing that over into my media career. And I think that I should have said, okay, this is where I'm at in my journey. This is where I should have been satisfied with that. So I say mm. that all to say, um, yeah, I think that it's a big learning curve when the business part comes into play. And then you're getting, you're, you're getting information of like, well, you need to do this or you need to do that or you need to do this. Yeah. And sometimes you can get lost in the projections of other people. Maybe. Okay, say it Sometimes. Now. But I also think that people have good intentions. I know I, I come from a place of good intentions, but sometimes you have to just really just be like, okay, well, what am I trying to do? Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think yeah. especially when capitalism touched Instagram um, and other uh, social TikTok. media platforms. Girl, Ooh, the way yeah. capitalism is all Ooh. over TikTok now, Ooh. it's a yeah. whole different conversation. Mm -hmm. but, when, yeah. but when, you know, it when, when it became perfect pictures, do y'all remember that? Like the transition? It was, it was like, you know where it was? It was between 20, so 
so I think Instagram launched in like 2011, 2012-ish. But I felt like the perfect picture conversation started around 2014, 2015. That's when we really started this. People were crafting narratives on Instagram. And I have a question about that a little bit later. But yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. No, that's that. so true. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. Just, so like, if that changed. Oh, sorry. No, ahead, no, no Major, please. You're our guest. <laughs> no, no, no. It just so it changed everything. It and so did. then, and so then the insecurity comes in. You're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have a, I don't have a, a personal photographer. Like, I don't have a videographer. I don't. So my stuff, what I have to say, my voice isn't good enough. Yep, mm. and so mm. it's not good enough because I don't have these perfect pictures. I don't have this perfect. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I don't bitch, have that. I don't look perfect. <laughs> also, also, right. you know, all yeah. these things, yeah. all these things, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. just like, and you know, me trying to figure out my way in the industry, and then also feeling this pressure of always having to put out perfect content i was just mm. like whether it, whether it be for myself or whether it be for other brands or platforms that i was working with you know it really that was that was that that part was was challenging yeah. um yeah that's that's uh but that's a little bit about how i became uh, my my background in terms of how i became a content creator then later producer director filmmaker all these things was it really started off as a way for me to connect with people Mm-hmm. And and also harvest memories because sometimes yeah. you be forgetting. You be like, remember when we was in that city? Yeah, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the memory, the memory be a little shaky sometimes. Yeah, the, the memory yeah. be a little shaky. And you're like, wait, did I make that up? Or like, did I did I? Right, no, right. Like, this was just a, like it all started with me just wanting to um, share what I was experiencing um, in all these fabulous places while I was on tour. Yeah, you know, I I really appreciate the both of you giving like that framework of the timeline of Instagram because that's something that's been so interesting to me because I totally agree. In 2014, 2015 it was like the rise of the perfect picture, and at that at that point you could still get away. You can get away still with doing a phone pick, and then like 2017 was like you had to have like the aesthetically pleasing camera pick. The setup, and then and then 20. Um, 18, 2019 is when, is when like video launched and that shifted how everyone does creation. And I mean, now we're seeing right video be the, the, the biggest lead. Uh, but I'm, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm curious to ask you, Major, particularly like the, like how you navigate users. Like we were talking about how you navigate the platform, but now I'm curious how you navigate users because people across these platforms can be your biggest cheerleaders or they can be preying on your downfall every, every moment. And it's, hey. you know, I think people, it's, it's easy for us to say that things don't affect us, but it's also hard to receive hate in this way, you know? So I would love to mm. ask, ask for you, particularly through the lens of being a BFF, like how do you navigate it? How do you navigate the really horrible feedback you might get? And also how do you celebrate those who celebrate you too? Mm. Oh, it's hard. I ain't going to hold you. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard. hard. No, it's because- hard. No, because it's like, like you said, in a perfect world, we would like to be like, oh, that doesn't affect me. I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. Like, But then the reality of it is, I mean, there are people out in the world that I feel like that is their reality and that yeah. is, but, you know, I think uh, for me in particular, I can only speak from my experience, you know, like, I am a sensitive person and there's so many mm-hmm. years that I chose to kind of distance myself from being emotional. Um, and I, where I land today with that is like, I embrace it. So it does, some of the, some of the comments do hurt. Some of it is, 
It's, it's, you know, some of the, it's just hard. It's hard to navigate. And it's not even just in the digital space. It's just period. It's just in life. It's, 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 that can be very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Because also vulner- within that, vulnerability is required. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is required. Even participating in this show, like in this mm-hmm. podcast, it is placing me in a very vulnerable place. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have to, yeah, child, but I have to like, I have to consider two things. I have to s- consider my intentions and my and the impact that I want people to leave with. And for me, mm-hmm. My intentions is never to be cruel. My intentions are never to be to stir up mess. Like that's just not that's just not where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And and also with that being said, the impact. I have been in various countries around the world, and someone has come up to me and be like, "Are you a major? Are you major emotion on Instagram?" And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Who wants to know? Like, if somebody trying to run up on me. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Who asking? Who asking? Who asking? You know what I mean? And they have told me that, like, seeing a performance I was in or seeing some content that I created and pushed out, um, you know, gave them the confidence to do whatever. Or just me being myself has mm. inspired them to live their truth, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, for me... It is hard to navigate, but at the same time, I have to, at the end of the day, I have to consider my intentions and the mm. impact. Yeah. And to me, those outweigh anything, anything really, you know? Yeah. Because it's, yeah, that's just, yeah, that's where my focus is. It's like my intentions, yeah. what are my intentions and also the impact. Yeah. You know, so you talk a lot about intentions, and I think that that's something that many people, I guess they sometimes forget. They think that it's enough to just be out in public and do stuff, right? Um, Because they're interested. And I I think the one thing I wanted to kind of ask you in light of intention is that sometimes intentionality can be a huge challenge because you're wanting to make sure that you're aligning yourself with brands and companies and obviously with followers or with people who genuinely truly get you and 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 go up for you right you're not just wanting to become another voice or another you know another face and what i like to say in a very large market and so what i wanted to ask was really thinking about the challenges that you may have faced as a black fat femme creator and and what advice i think that's the thing that many people come to the show for these days is they're looking for advice or they're looking for ways to navigate you know now that you're working with glad one of the biggest brands for queer people right i'm sure that there have been many things in your head you've had to navigate and so um i guess the more important question that i'm asking is how do you keep finding joy in creating when you're navigating all of the challenges that can come with being a black fat femme creator Mm, i think I think uh, when you have an intersectional identity, it's just hard. It's just hard. Let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay. Um, but I also think that like, if I were to give advice or yeah. I, you know, I think number one, everyone has their own journey. So everyone should take the information that you're getting with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's just be honest because everyone is going to have a different experience. Even if you think, people are going to have the same experience. I mean, everyone has a different, you know, everyone is coming from different experiences, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But I would say if I had any advice, I would say believe in what you're doing Mm -hmm. 
and that clarity of knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it. Sometimes you're going to have to stand alone. Sometimes you're going to have to, you're going to stand with an army, but, but really believe at a, from a very, very deep place of like, what, and believe in what you're doing. Um, a lot of my success also has been through aligning with a community of people that believe in me and support me wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So find mm-hmm. your tribe, child. Find, find your people. Find mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I look at the great, um, I look at the, uh, I, look at, I look at all of the people across the land. Like Issa Rae is one of my biggest inspirations and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And y'all, she always working with her friends. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. yes. Always. Mm-hmm. If that's one thing she gonna do, she gonna put her friends on. Okay. She was very very black and she always says yes. Yes. Right. Exactly. And I think when you first, to go back to what we were talking about before, I think also sometimes you get signals uh, that that's not possible or you shouldn't. Right. But um, find your tribe, child. Find your tribe. Find your tribe. Find your peoples. Right, right, right. I love it. Yes. I think that, yeah, those would be the main thing. Just um, uh, just to source some more advice from you, if we can just, you know, dig into you at this well of inspiration that you are. Yes, you may give us a little <laughs> shimmy, baby. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I'm thinking a lot about is that you know, we're BFFs who all have privilege. The three of us have privilege with working within larger networks, though we know not all networks, not all networks have their pain points and not all networks are great right. networks, but we work with some great networks. And so would love to ask you, what would your what would some advice be that you can give to other BFFs about working with large networks or organizations? And you know, how can other careers get their foot in the door with with with, with these with these big brands and businesses? That's a good-ass question. That is a good question, Thank child. you. You know, okay. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to pull my weight around here, baby, okay? That's, <laughs> that's a good-ass question. Because, baby, um, I'm asking too. Nah, I'm like, <laughs> asking, asking for a friend. As I grab my notes. Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be real with you. I think that yes. nurture the resources that you already have. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that, this goes back to the tribe thing, right? Mm. If y'all, if your good friend got an itch in the door, you'd be like, okay, okay, I'm coming around the back. You know what I mean? I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming in the back. You know what I mean? So um, I, I think when we're talking about big brands, um, there has to be a conversation, an internal conversation with yourself. Or like, okay, what's going to be the ask? What's mm-hmm. the ad? Why do I want to attach myself to this brand? Why do I want to work with this brand? And if it's just because this brand has a large audience, then maybe myself included, maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, mm-hmm. why, what is the ask? What is the why in this? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's so easy to be like, um, I mean, I do want to work with Easter Ray, but it would be so easy to say. Right. It would be so easy to say, I want to work with Easter Ray. And now where Major is in his life is like, okay, I want to work with Issa Rae because it seems from a public um, place that her values align with what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm. And my uniqueness of of a Black experience, for example, because, you know, Neon is a platform under GLAD that highlights the queer black narrative across the African diaspora. Mm, you know, yeah. like that's why I want to work with Issa. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why. Instead of it just being like, which I, I want to work with so and so. You know what I right. mean? Right. It, mm-hmm. You have to you have to really evaluate the why. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. The why. Because you're going to get so much information of what you should be doing. But you always have to, when, you know, when you go to bed with yourself at night, you have to ask yourself, why? Why do I want to work with this person? Why do I want to align with this person? So mm. my advice to work with mm-hmm. brands is number one, ask yourself the why. And mm-hmm. what what do you think that relationship will look like and how could it benefit you and the brand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to I want to jump in and say that I think you speak to some so I was I was initially going to ask you another question. So you you actually say something that's very interesting and it's I, I want to say shout out to Francesca Ramsey who is a really good friend of mine who has said this to me as a content creator that it can't just be about wanting to create content it's about really wanting and knowing what your voice is and 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 why you feel the need to speak to that. Mm. And I love that you mentioned that because I feel like so many people think oh well I want a platform. And again, this is just something me and Joho were just talking about. There are a lot of people who have platforms that shouldn't. And there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people. No shade. But shade. But there also are a lot of people who are doing, who have platforms and are making it harder for other Black queer content creators. We all know who we could talk about for days if we were going to talk about content creators who are causing issues for other black queer content creators. But I say all of that to say, I think you say something very, very, again, I'm being nice. I'm being nice, nasty. (laughs) I'm being nice, nasty. I think it's super important. I think think for a long time, you know, especially as a, you know, as someone who had a background in dance, you know, it was always... I felt like at times, not all the time, but I felt at times I was spending a lot of time, uh, a a lot of time, a lot of energy extending or Mm -hmm. indicating that Mm. I'm talented and trying to convince people that I'm talented. So I think when I shifted into media, I, that's something that I didn't heal. Right. I didn't heal that. And so Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to understand. It's like, um, and one of my friends asks all the time, even when we have meetings because we work together a lot, he'll be like, well, what's the ask? What's the why? Yeah. And I just, that that question is something that I carry with me in all facets of my life. I'm like, okay, so Major, like, what is the why? Like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to work with this person? Because it's way deeper than just like, oh, look at me. I'm with so-and-so or I'm with this platform. I really think it's, I think that the more you assess the why, it grounds you. Mm -hmm. And once you're grounded, nobody can touch you, baby. Even if you don't get that big deal with Mm -hmm. with that brand. Honestly, like, and I shout out again to my tribe because they always make me think about the other side. When the mm-hmm. dust when the dust clears and you're like oh my god like you're getting your feelings you're like oh my god no 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 <laughs> and it's like there's always the other side and so I think that you know we're human we have things that we've experienced and sometimes we can be reactive to things that you know on a deeper reflection you're like okay that wasn't really that serious so mm-hmm. when you're going after these brands i would say really utilize your network once again if somebody even is is in the office child just be like hey can you just slide this deck can i get a girl's email or something <laughs> can i get it e- and that's another thing is because like mm-hmm. also sometimes i think we think about um, the macro. It's like, I want the big gig. I want that. Yeah. But sometimes when I became a 
when I first started in this industry, I did a lot of work for free because mm. I knew that there was a there was a lot that I had to learn, and I was just so like determined to be a part of this community. And so, yeah, when you're thinking about brands, I would say really to utilize your. Don't think that someone's position in the company is too big or too small. Mm, like, because yeah. they, they as child, the person be surprised. The phone, <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. somebody would be like, "I'm going to give your friend a shot because you smiled at me in the break room." Exactly. I'm gonna, like. You never know, you never know, you never know. Um, so I would really just say utilize your, because, uh, you know, I'm void of ego. Don't nobody know who you are. Right. Unless, you, <laughs> unless you're there, unless you're yeah. there. Nobody yeah. know who you are. So you really kind of have to like, you know, wedge that foot in the door and be like, oh, okay, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just it's... have to finagle the bagel. You really yeah. do have to finagle, finagle the bagel. Finagle. Okay. Bitch. See, now I'm sitting here playing with titles for this show. Bitch. And I was going to title this putting <laughs> the Y and Y. But now I want to title this Finagle, finagle the bagel. bagel. And that's Baby. exactly what this show is going to be titled. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I do want to say this. And, and, uh, and then I know, Joho, you're going to throw us to break. But I did want to say quickly before we jump into our break that I think it is so beautiful that you, you said, you, you've said something and all of this conversation, right? We're talking about business. We're talking about being a, a, a black fat femme face, but I think it is so beautiful because earlier today, some something had happened, and a friend of mine who was who's in on the conversation of what was happening behind me had said, you know, it's it's such a beautiful thing to know that even when things don't go the right way for you, John, you always still have a beautiful outlook on on the way the world is, even when beautiful things don't happen to you. And I think it's something to be said to know that there are other content creators out there who believe that, mm-hmm. um, to believe that they're putting so much beauty into the world. Mm-hmm even when the world is not offering us opportunities or not being kind to us in the midst of us searching for opportunities. And so I just wanted to say from one, you know, and, and I say, I, I, I say creator light as an L-I-T-E light. Um, <laughs> not, not like light in terms of like a light, but light being like, you know, I, I don't really do a lot of editing on this end. I put, I, I'll do a show flow for you, but I'm not going to edit. <laughs> um, so I say creator light, but I think, you know, as creator light, you know, Joho, I, I bask in your glory every day. Um, but I will say, Major, I think it's beautiful that you're not letting the industry, because the industry can be mean to us. Mm-hmm. I think it it's be so mean. beautiful. It can be mean. But you know what? Yeah. I keep, I go back to this. This is just a short little, little ditty. It's just a mm-hmm. short little bop. I remember when I was on tour with Ailey 2, and we were somewhere, I can't remember where, and we had this little black boy come up to us and was like, I have never seen dancers that look like you. And mm-hmm. now I want, I think it's okay to dance too. Mm-hmm. And ever since that, I was just like, oh, this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it is, this industry has its challenges, but like with any relationship, it has its ups and its downs. And it, I, at times it's like, well, what am I going to concentrate on? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I still get to live out my dreams. So, mm-hmm. you know, on most days, because, you know, sometimes you be having bad days and you be like, chill. Bad weeks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bad weeks. Bad years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bad years, even. I mean, we're coming, you know. Uh, 2020. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, girl. Uh, that was just two years ago. 2020. Right. right. But at <laughs> the end of the day, it's like, it's like I, outside of that, when I'm able mm-hmm. to see 
the dust settle and see the other side. It's like, I literally get to live out my dreams. I, mm -hmm. I do. And that's a very, mm -hmm. uh, that's a place of privilege um, for a lot of people in this world. So, yeah. Mm. I love it. Thank you so much, Major, for diving into all the fascinations about being a BFF <laughs> career with us. On that note, Michael Myers just called and Major, you in danger, girl. So we're going to take a break <laughs> and save our sister from impending doom. We'll be right back after this break. It's the spooky season, okay? So we're going to take you away, baby. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, 
and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So, okay. So I know this segment may seem petty, but <laughs> y'all go learn around these parts that one I, that I thrive in petty and in mess. And I had, you know, we were going through, and so sometimes we'd be trying to be super professional with it when we talking about the show. We're like, we got to have professional conversations. We want to bring in these really big name people to have these big conversations with us. But I just really want to have a petty, very simple <laughs> conversation this week for segment two for what's on your plate. <laughs> I want to talk about why does it feel like the world hates Cheesecake Factory and the Olive Garden? <laughs> Can I just ask Chris real quick that? for listeners? When this is the show notes, I was like, "So, John, so what's our segment?" John was like, "No, this is the segment." And I said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, okay." So when John says they thrive Bitch, in petty, this is a this real is segment. <laughs> like I want to talk about why y'all seem to be why y'all seem to be so above Cheesecake Factory and Olive Garden. What is that? No, I just I I want to talk no, about. Okay, tell us what you've seen because I so I've seen the cheesecake. I've seen the Cheesecake Factory hate. I have not seen the Olive Garden hate, and I have thoughts. So, People please. slander the hell out of the Olive Garden, <sighs> and I say this: I am a big bitch who loves a extra. Be, like if you're gonna send me a basket of breadsticks so me and my husband let me just say this me and my husband go to olive garden and the lady will bring over one thing of breadsticks and i will look at her and be like what you do it <laughs> like i'm gonna need you to go ahead and um bring two because one basket is not gonna okay. be good enough for me or him um so I, th- that's what i go there for i go there for the endless bit uh for the endless breadsticks mm. but i i just people people shit just real talk though people shit on cheesecake factory and olive garden as if it's just something like people are so above it i've heard people say i've seen tweets too where people have been like i'm not going to the olive garden i'm not gonna i don't eat at chain restaurants i don't oh eat my at- god okay bitch well then you won't have to get the never ending possible and you will never know goodness because <laughs> let me fucking tell you right now that shit is bomb when they email me because i'm on the email list when they email me and they brought the back the never ending possible i said bitch hold yes. my bag 
We are going to Olive Garden. <laughs> the fuck? And we did too. We did too. Um, and so I wanted to ask Major, like, I guess, I guess we could just make this segment about this really isn't a, a it's a it's a real segment, but it's not really like structured. I just I guess I want to ask, what do y'all love about cheesecake? Like, what what do we love about the Olive Garden? And I say Olive Garden. <laughs> um and and, and and the Cheesecake Factory, like if we so because we, we're not gonna slander them over here no, no. the same way i love uh, uh candy corn is the same way that i love cheesecake factory why do you in there like that john knowing full because well because it's I good can't. you so ha- tell me what do y'all love about the ali garden so so uh i am a big fan Oh, the cheesecake factory. And I'll tell you why, because they bring that brown bread around. Okay. Never the white bread, baby. Always the brown bread. Yes. Oh, baby. Okay. And I have always thoroughly enjoyed that. So I I don't have a problem with the Olive Garden or the cheesecake factory. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I also think there's different... There's different restaurants for different occasions and different things. Like mm-hmm. I don't always have to go to the best restaurant in town. Sometimes you you want um, a meal that you know is going to be good, and sometimes yeah. you like you're like, okay, I know what I'm gonna get. You know, I, I know what I'm yeah. gonna get. Okay, that's so, what I think I love. Like I know what I'm gonna get. If when I'm paying I go those to prices, I need to know that's gonna be right. consistent every motherfucking time. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right, yes, I right, love. Right. No, Major, if if I just may real quick, because I I am a connoisseur of the Garden of the Olives. Okay, that oh. is my place. Oh. It is my place because okay. one again, never impossibles say fucking less. You pay twelve bucks and you get unlimited amount of pasta. Girl, shut the fuck up. You tell me it's not tell me it's not good. Bye. Fourteen ninety nine with the meatballs. Oh, y'all. oh, oh they raised, you get the they, meatballs. They raised the prices. The inflation will they fuck did. a bitch up, but it's okay. okay. So yeah. you get fifteen bucks. Oh, you, I can do fifteen bucks. I paid twenty bucks last night for uh, for a plate of gnocchi at somewhere else. Like, and it was cute. But yeah. girl, the garb of all the garb all has got going on, and you get and you get ah uh, that uh, that that, that uh, chicken that, that chicken gnocchi soup. My shit. That's the bitch. only reason. So that's let me tell you something. It is fall season. It is about to get cool. The first thing I want is a bowl of gnocchi soup. Like it, it's just so good. It is so it's good. so good. And the breadsticks, it's dipping companion. You know, like you. That's yes. all, that's all it's for. And I think yes. the people that people that, that that say they're above it. So my first thing, because that's it, I have some people say like, oh, it's such a commonplace. How about your stands for yourself? And okay, may, <laughs> may, maybe I grew up as some like as some bootsy rash ass kid, but growing up. That like if you went to Olive Garden, bitch, you was fancy. You, if you went to Red Lobster, but, okay, you had money. If my mom said we go to Olive Garden, Red Lobster, or or uh, or uh, Chili Factory, it was like bitch. Chili? Oh, a bitch and Chili's. Chili's? Uh, oh, you got money. Yeah. Oh, I still fuck with yeah. those salsa egg rolls, baby. Don't get me. Don't don't play me on that one. Oh, don't but get it. You, I'm like, we oh, go you down have to money the to go to those places. That shit is not because yes. because it, it's not it's not cheap for families. So I was like, no, oh, people above no. it. I'm like, um, are you above cake? And bitch, while we're here, let's talk about CC's Pizza because y'all like to shit on CC's Pizza too. I don't know if y'all have ever been to CC's Pizza, but five dollars for all you can eat pizza, good in my book good in my book i don't care what nobody says five dollars <laughs> for all you can eat pizza you know it, this makes me think i'm like i said i might be dating myself a little bit but do y'all remember when um pizza hut used to be a buffet do y'all yes. remember that do they you still remember have them? No. They do they have really? them? Not yes, there's oh, one. What? There is one. So for people who live in southern california there's one <gasps> in lake elsinore what 
kid you not bitch, okay and there's an all you can eat you really want to talk about it there's an all you can eat kfc too <gasps> where? Wait, where where <laughs> where yes in lake elsinore makes sense that's why they have it but oh my god tea. i fuck with it heavy it tracks Ooh. but i'm telling you i'm a big bitch that knows i can tell you right now where all of the buffets are um and speaking rest in rest in rest in peace to uh the hometown buffet i don't know if she still lives but i know she lives good... there is one there's one in oceanside there's one oceanside why there's one there okay. when so okay well, bitch because growing up growing up it was a five-minute drive for me and we went to that place at least once a month because it was just a good easy uh, meal you know what i'm sorry i lied to you it's not hometown buffet it was when we moved when we moved to oceanside we were like oh my god hometown buffet now it's the golden corral which I will say, I mean, same concept, mm. just a different type of white. But, but no, not, no, yeah, no, they're no, not, not the same. same. No, no, but like, Hometown, no, same concept, not, not the same, same place, same concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do y'all remember? Do y'all remember Shoney's? Oh, who? Oh, see, you're oh, you're East Coast bitch. We yeah, don't have Shoney's like, here. Who? You don't yeah. have Shoney's? No. Okay, but did y'all have Shoney's sweet tomatoes? Because that was also the place no. to be. Okay. Damn. No. So that's, but that's also soup plantation. Yes. Sweet potatoes and soup plantation are the same company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. But I, okay. I preferred me okay. a sweet tomatoes over a uh, soup plantation. One, because plantation was more hard what? to go True. into. <laughs> I was like, mm, right. Bomb my soup. Do I want to go inside here to the soup plant? Don't want to do that. Also, a sizzler. Black people in I will still to this day fuck with a sizzler. People show sizzler as well. And I'm like, I just. Oh, God. Mm. I'm going to say something that's probably going to get us canceled. But my friends say that they don't like eating at sizzlers because it gives them foamy poop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some of us were not born with guts of steel, and that sounds like a personal problem, okay? Because no I ain't never had no foamy poop at Sizzler. That's no, all no. them. The little, the little gut healthy to get checked out. <laughs> how, how terribly, how terribly awful this show has unraveled <laughs> in the food. We definitely have gone in. A, we definitely have gone on a tangent. All because you had to be petty, John. You had to be. But I'm laughing because. So I'm sorry, listeners, for laughing in your ear. But what made me cry, laugh was the fact that both major. <laughs> And your whole mouth dropped at the same time. When you had said foamy poop, we were like, back roll, like, foamy poop. Let's move on. Hell. Let's move on. Oh, my God. That we can cut so commercial now on that one. Funny. <laughs> not, not, Chris, not Chris throwing us a commercial. No, that is so funny to me. I'm sorry. It was just hilarious. But anyway, all that to say, I just wanted to have a quick second where we talk. We talk cash shit about people who seem to feel like they are above Cheesecake Factory and the Olive Garden. No, and I, and no I, head say, I think with Cheesecake Factory, I think people are mad about it because they just have they just have endless options. Like I get it's a big ass uh-huh. menu. I'd be confused too. People are just mad because yeah. they get they sit there for an hour and they haven't ordered nothing and they just said I'll sit the brand all that good damn day. That's okay. Yeah. But like you yeah. get you you get a full course experience and you get cheesecake on the same place yeah. and it's good yeah. cheesecake too. Like listen, I love I'm all hashtag shop local. I, last night I, I just restaurant that that it's a nonprofit. 100 percent of the proceeds go to go to the mini 
super dope. Like, I live, laugh, live, laugh, love that for them. But sometimes you want a place that you know, that you know all I about. I want a chain. I want, I want the cha- chain. Chain, chain, <laughs> chain. Of food. Chain yes, of food. I want a chain. I want a chain. Our chain of food. That's it. Chain of food. Not chain of fools. Chain of food. I want a chain of food. And if I could name this episode a chain of food, I would. That was the uh, unreleased be- demo that uh, the, the Aretha had made years ago. Chain, the, chain, uh, chain, that was the original yeah, mix. Chain of food. <laughs> I promise, Major, this show is so much better than this segment. But with that being, <laughs> with that being said, everybody, we are going to move into, uh, we're going to go ahead and go to another commercial and we're going to move into our next segment of our Yes Ma'am and No Ma'am Pams in just a sec. We'll be back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, fam, we are back with our yes, ma'ams. And no, ma'am, Pam's our favorite segment, but honestly, we are so kicking over the damn what's on your plate segment because we are just everything. I'm going to go into my yes, ma'am, no, ma'ams first, then we'll toss it to Major, we'll toss it to John. I will say my first yes, ma'am, my only yes, ma'am, really, I would just say it's to October. I feel like this month is always too short. October gets, uh, arguably gets gets the shortest day, even though, even though it has the longest days in terms of the actual yeah. month. But October has just been a really good girl. I feel like she has helped us all thrive. Spooky season is the best season. I'm a fall baby, so maybe I'm biased, but that's all I gotta say on it. So yes, ma'am, to October. She really was that girl. She, I mean, she brought us heartache. She brought us payment. She brought us joy. Um, she brought us pumpkin. That bitch, she brought us pumpkin, okay? That's, that's all that. She brought us pumpkin. That's all you need to know. My no man Pam. Okay, my no man Pam. So I'm scared to do this because we may get bullied after this. And know what? Like it's okay. It's okay. I can, I can. I'm, I'm happy to defend us because we may may get attacked by by the the hardest fandom known to humankind, the Swifties. I'm a no man Pam to Taylor Swift and her fandom for the fat of it all. And yes, I will first say I know by the time I know. She, she took the fat comment off the video. So just rewind. And people, people don't know what had happened. What had happened was Taylor had posted a video for the anti-hero, some shit like that. And in the video, she put on a scale and showed the word fat and people was mad, rightfully so. Since then, Taylor took the fat um, the fat part out of the video, which was cute. And mm. some people were some people were applauding her. Some people were like, why did you do that, Taylor? You didn't take it out at all. And I was like, yes, she did. I mean, I mean, listen, like I'm all for understanding how art is art and art is different. And also, and also like you're, you're like, like you're also playing into 
a like a trope that so many people experience and you're then and when you put that you're implying fat is bad and that's just something that people who've done years 60 plus years of activism work like are are going to get de de devalued by by that, by that type of thing so i'm glad she took it out but she had no statement and one thing i'm, I'm kind of bothered by is like so two things i'm bothered by we have upheld black women to high standards Beyonce and Lizzo in particular about how about the words that they've had in their things and they've True. had to make statements saying that they took it out and, they, and, and that they hurt us and Taylor as a white woman does not has to say nothing well like, name has it has to say nothing I mean and and I would like to believe I would like to believe believe that there's more to it than that but like the right. like optically that's how that's how it looks to that's how it looks to me and. A missed opportunity for her to also say something like she could have taken it down and say, I understand how this impacts like fat listeners and fat communities. I understand right. how this how this plays in true medical bias and fat phobia. Like it could have been literally like a two, three sentence release. It didn't have, it didn't have to be a whole thing. And I, but like she could have said something because it was a missed opportunity. And maybe, maybe by the time that this episode airs, it will, she will have said something, but like, Mm. I, I, doubt I, I doubt it. I doubt it. So I'm gonna say no, man, Pam to her, and also no, man, Pam to her fandom because they be bullying people. Oh my god! The <laughs> second someone says Taylor, you know, someone lovingly was like, "Beloved Taylor, this is not right. This is not good. We implore you to take it off." People are like, "Was well, not her fault. You're fat, girl." And no one asked you, bitch. God damn. Like, just sit your ass down. You you, will, and I, and you, you will listen to her thing anyways. Like, people right, just go right. way too hard. Also, you, you, too hard you go her. way too hard for a girl that will never that will never give you five cents in the first place. She'll never be she'll right. never she'll never pay no mind. Girl, calm down. So yeah. And, sh and you know what? And shout out to our sisters of the show, Fanti. I will say, you know, if y'all have not listened to last week's episode of Fanti, they had a real good conversation about stand culture and how problematic it can be. So I, yes. I think it's important for us to be mindful that it is a part of us being on platforms and being creators and all of this stuff is holding our peers accountable for the things that they do and okay. don't do um and so i appreciate you bringing that to the forefront but what about you major what what are your yes ma'ams and no ma'ams for this week so this might be a little lame but i don't have any no ma'ams but i do have a couple <laughs> yes ma'ams okay we love the joy okay. we love the joy go ahead first of all rihanna is back y'all oh rihanna yeah rihanna is back and and not only is Rihanna that, we're getting ballot Rihanna. And I love it. And I love it, right? So that is one of my um, yes ma'ams. And also there's so many other artists that I'm just like, that have been on repeat. Leia, Kirby, Ari Lennox. Mm. I'm just in a real, you know, Ari's it's the bomb. I love me some Kirby. Mom. Love it me some is Ari Lennox, yes. I had, I had so I had the pleasure of going to one of her listening parties in New York City. Yeah. Um, love, love, love Ari. Love, love, love Ari. And also to switch it over to TV, a yes ma'am is, Reasonable doubt. Are y'all on that show? Not yet, no, but I want to. I've heard I'm, about I'm it. I'm ranking on a series. Yes. yes. Is, that, that, is that that Hulu show? It's a, it's yes. a Hulu the one show, that, right? That Kerry Washington, yes. right? Absolutely. Michael Easy is in so, it. Ooh, say less. Ooh, okay. Say less. Um, mm. okay. So, you know, um, it's a great, it's a great show. It's a great show. And then also, yes, ma'am, to Abbott Elementary is bad. Yes. Elementary is okay. so good. The, the it's just the so Halloween episode. Good. I was like, this yes. is this is oh. just peak. 
peak good TV. Yeah. I live. It's so and just, good. And I just love when Black people can just be a person, multidimensional uh-huh. or not, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't right. always, and you know, just having the range or just like to show up as a person, right? Yeah. Um, I love seeing that. So I just, I just think that, shout out to Quinza. Like, I would love to work with you too, child. Yeah, that part. Okay, Hello. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just like Quinta, if you're listening, girl. I, I would love to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could be the dance teacher. I could be the dance teacher. Right, yes, right. Oh my God, I'm yeah. the dance teacher. Yes, yes. John, you know, John I, I could be the English them. teachers. It'd be so good. The writing, the exactly. writing professors. I live. I'm definitely gonna channel. I'm definitely gonna channel Miss uh, Debbie Allen and Fame. Honey. Yes, yes. <laughs> Give it to. Give us right. everything. Right. So those are my yes, ma'ams. I just really, mm-hmm. it's a really good time for entertainment right now. And shout out yeah. to all the creatives out there who are contributing to the creative universe. It's just uh, those are my yes, ma'am. Yes, you know, I huh. live. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and and I. I I'm going to get into my no ma'ams in just a second. It's just, it's a very short, very, again, petty one. But I think for me this week, my yes ma'am, I wanted to say shout out to Adidas for breaking their silence on the whole yay situation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I know we don't want to spend a lot of time (laughs) giving that man any more attention, but I did want to say just, I saved this for this part of the show. I wanted to say that I see you, Joho. Um, a lot of my friends who I know listen to the show are Jewish. I, one of my best friends is Jewish. Um, and we've we've had texts back and forth. And so I just want to say, I see y'all. I understand the frustration that you all have. It is valid. Um, I definitely want to say that I, I, I appreciate these companies that are taking a stand. Um, and I wanted to LOL. I wanted to say yes, ma'am, for Skechers walking that man out. <laughs> of their building um, this week. When y'all hear this, obviously, you know, we're a couple days behind. We record a couple days behind. But for those of you who don't know, uh, Ye showed up to the Skechers building for a meeting with them and they basically escorted him out. (laughs) Um, And so with that being said, TJ Maxx has dropped him at this point. Um, When it all falls down, it all falls down. And that's basically what it looks like is is happening. And I'm not saying that I want to celebrate this man's, you know, his world falling apart. Mm -hmm, But what I will mm -hmm. say is, when you have, and this is something, you know, we talk about cancel culture and, and many people have had this conversation about cancel culture. Is it real? But I say cancel culture does exist for black celebrities because we do have to be more mindful about the things we say and do. But what I will also say is that what's happening and what we're seeing is Kanye being held accountable for the things that he's saying and for the actions that he's conveying, right? And so I do pray he gets the help that he needs. I've had friends say that it looks like he's going through some stuff mental, you know, mentally. Mm. I don't know what the issue is, but what I will say is that I appreciate when companies and brands that I support, specifically because Adidas is behind Ivy Park, I appreciate that even though it was slow, I appreciate them taking a stand. Um, Now for me to get into what I like to say is these petty streets. Okay. Excuse me. Um, Because, Joho, you you have been briefed (laughs) about what this is. No, Major, Major, I'm not going to get you canceled. (laughs) I I, I promise you, we will not get you canceled. We just have Um, to kiss this this possible uh, partnership goodbye. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, wait a minute now. No, wait a minute now. No, wait a minute. 
Um, so I'm going to lovingly say this. Um, I had the pleasure of being out in uh, Schenectady, New York this past week for a conference. It was basically, well, it was a, a mini conference. I want to shout out Union College. They had a conference where they were very much focusing on the intersections of entertainment and Black queer people. And, and multiple days, they had multiple people come. I had the pleasure of speaking on Wednesday. But let me just say that for those of you who don't travel often, one of the things about traveling that sucks is the fact that you often can't cook your own food. So with mm -hmm. that being said, what do you do? You either have to <laughs> Uber Eats or you have to DoorDash. Now, Uber Eats is not my go-to. Mm -hmm. I'm not the girl that's going to open up the Uber Eats app first. I, DoorDash will always be my number one. But DoorDash reminds me a lot of Lyft. Like, I don't know if y'all... <laughs> <laughs> Major truly with the hands of say <laughs> I don't know if y'all... Yes. <laughs> we, now, we know there is some elitism that dances around Uber, right? And so I feel like when you DoorDash, you're getting kind of like a Lyft meal. I say all of that to say, I know I'm going to get some shit for this. I say all of this to say that on Wednesday, I was having, so this week has been tough. I've said this on many iterations um, and, and many different iterations that this week has been very interesting for me. But Wednesday morning, I woke up and I said, oh, okay, well, I'm going to order some lunch. So I ordered lunch. My lunch came, no problems. My pad thai, my hand rolls were good. However, I don't know if y'all know, but when you do DoorDash, they usually give you that 10 minute window where you can order other stuff and it will come and they don't add on any or tack on any additional fees. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go ahead and just, you know, I'm gonna go ball out, right? This ain't my budget, I'm yeah. gonna ball out. So I ordered Dunkin' Donuts. I got a refresher and two donuts. Tell me why <laughs> the DoorDash person <laughs> delivered <laughs> my bag. My so my refresher and the donuts were in the same bag, <laughs> but the refresher spilled. So my donuts were floating in the refresher when it was delivered to me. Sis, <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what is There's a trail this? here. Because Duncan <laughs> fucked up first by putting the refresher in the same bag. <laughs> that was the first fuck up, okay? There's a trail of fuck ups here. That's the first fuck up. Yeah. The dasher could have could have saw this and said, let me switch bags out. So right. many things happen right. on the way on the on the on the journey to you. So it was like I opened the bag because I because the thing for me was when I had the bag, I was like, oh, the bag is cold. So that means she must have had like a, so in my yeah, head, fresh, I'm fresh. thinking that. <laughs> Yeah, she, this girl was, she truly cares about me getting this refresher. She truly cares. Mind you, when I opened the bag, my donuts were at the top of the bag swimming. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So this is what this week is giving. I also want to shade the person who made my Burger King order yesterday at the Albany airport. You heard me say I wanted cheese on my on my uh, my Whopper. Did I have cheese on my Whopper? No. So I'm just here to say that this whole episode is going to be a petty one because I am annoyed oh my that my donuts, I have still yet to have Dunkin' Donuts. 
I have still yet to have a Whopper with cheese. <laughs> that is my am. My no man Pam this week is to fast food and to door dashes. Soggy donuts. <laughs> and soggy donuts. Can't nobody handle soggy donuts. I'm glad I was able to get that off my chest. Thank you for letting me go to church, y'all. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, with that being said, please send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with us um, and our posts on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle BLKFatfempod. If you have any critiques or negative views, send those to Kanye West because he deserves them. Major, where can people find you? <laughs> I'm just okay, everyone, you can find me on the internet. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> on the internet, um, you can find me at uh, majoremotion.com. You can also find me on social media with the same name, Major. That's Major, the letter in motion. Um, and on, I'm not really active on Twitter, but sometimes I do when there's a show I like. So you can also find me there. Um, uh, but it's major I in motion. And that's where you can find me. I'll, please support everything Glad. Please support everything that Neon is doing with Glad. Shout out to Glad. Yes. Okay. yes. How are you doing? Yes. Shout out to Glad. I'm so thankful to all that they have done for Neon and really just giving it a place where it can exist and thrive. So shout right, out to right. Glad. Shout out to the Neon team. Yes. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so much. And shout out to my tribe for keeping me sane in this industry show. You know? yes. And thank you both for inviting me on this show. I really appreciate mm. it. So welcome. And we were so happy to, for you to be able to see the, again, there's a lot of positive, but then there's also a lot of real here. And that's really what we want to do at the Black Fat Film Podcast is we want to make sure that people see us as full authentic people. And so, yes, we're going to talk about the hard stuff, but we're also going to talk about the fun stuff as well. And it was an honor mm. to have you on the show. Joho, where can people find you across the socials? My love, y'all can find me at Joho Daniels across socials, trying to finagle the bagel. You can find yes. me in person crying into spider webs and pumpkins because spooky season is over. And you can find oh. me on DoorDash <laughs> giving them <laughs> extra money so they can sponsor me because I refuse to go down with this slandering bitch. <laughs> I'm going to tip my, my driver's extra and I'm going to order from Olive Garden and Cheesecake Factory on DoorDash as well. Well, even if I have to pay the high ass prices, even with my yeah. dash pass that should give me a discount, I'm gonna sell the high ass prices because I love it. I also have the dash pass. pass. I also have the she dash pass. She's always come in handy, but when she does, she does. Let me step up my game. Baby. I, yeah. Baby. I do have a dash pass, but that's also shows you how terrible and how bad it is that I order because I need a dash pass. I also have the annual one. So that's oh, that's so that's smart. Yeah. I do yeah. the monthly. I'm always like, bitch, get the annual one. I mean, so, so major depending on your credit card, because my credit card gave me a free year of dash pass. Now I pay for it. Mm. Now I pay for it anyway. So I mean, so I mean, right. who, who's yeah. winning here? It's not me, but but that, <laughs> that's it. I mean, especially because I'm paying monthly, not in an annual. But uh, let me dash pass. Yeah. Moment. No, but either way, pay for, right? Anytime you uh, can pay, a, I mean, annually, I'm always like, ooh. A large. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a large. Oh, my bank account's a $40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
yeah. But I figure you're going to pay for it one way or the other. So that's why I just was like, I just clicked the annual box and said, bill me later. Um, All right, everybody. Well, as for me, you know where you can find me. You can find me down at the Olive Garden. Um, You can find me at Red Lobster and the Cheesecake Factory. Not factory, factory. factory, Factory. Right? Reading their Bible of a menu. You can also find me on socials using the handle at Dr. John Paul. And you can visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our amazing producers, Jonathan Strickland and Tari Harrison, for all of the help that they give us over at iHeartMedia. We would also like to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, because without them, there would be no magic of a show. This has been our show for another week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, if you are mad about Black people using the N-word, close your ears and mind your non-Black business. Thanks. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.